special bonus episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. I am super excited to share with you this short, inspiring conversation with Tegan Gerard, creator of the insanely popular food website, Half-Baked Harvest. She is also a cookbook author and her new cookbook just came out and it is called Super Simple. More than 125 recipes for instant, overnight, meal-prepped, and easy comfort foods. If you are not familiar with Half-Baked Harvest and Tegan Gerard, run, don't walk to halfbakedharvest.com, order her social media channels, and you will be drooling. Her food is so beautiful, and it is so delicious. I found Half-Baked Harvest on Pinterest, naturally, years ago, and little did I know that it was like a 19-year-old behind these amazing photos and recipes. That is right. Tegan started Half-Baked Harvest when she was just 19 years old, fresh out of high school, totally self-taught in the kitchen and in her photography. She comes from a family of nine. She has six brothers and sisters, and she's going to tell the story in our chat about how she came to be the family cook, and now she's built this food empire, and the team around her is mostly her sweet family. So she talks a little bit about how her parents, her brother, even her cousin are all part of what is happening at Half-Baked Harvest, the website, the social media, and now, of course, the cookbooks. So I wanted Tegan to be on the show because I do think that what she has built is so impressive. And also because, as I've talked about before, I am actively trying to get back in the kitchen myself in the new year. With all the plates spinning in my busy life, I'm sure you can relate, cooking and being more intentional in the kitchen, it has fallen way by the wayside. Our family has been living on scrounge dinners and convenience foods for over a year when we got into some bad habits, and I just really, really want to change that. So when I had the opportunity to have Tegan on the show, I jumped at it, especially because I love her first cookbook, Half-Baked Harvest. I've been pinning her recipes and making her recipes for years now, but I was really into her latest cookbook, Super simple, because as much as I'm craving better meals, I also need them to be easy-ish. I hope this conversation is just the shot of inspiration that you need to get in the mood for holiday cooking and time around the table. And just a thought, both of the half-baked Harvest cookbooks would make excellent gifts. So here's my conversation with Tegan Gerard of Half-Baked Harvest. So I, I guess I do want to start there with because your story is so interesting of just like how you came to blogging and then now having these cookbooks. Yeah. So if you could just give me like a little background. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I started cooking when I was around 13 for my family solely just because I'm one of seven kids. So, um, you know, big family, chaos. My dad worked nine to five and then we'll go to the gym afterwards 
meats. We wouldn't be eating. And, and my mom was the baker of the family. Like she just, my mom did cook, but somewhere along the lines, it just came to be that my dad did dinner and my mom did dessert. And we would have dessert on the table before dinner was even thought about. So, um, yeah, when I was like 13 or whatever, I just, we were eating late at like 9.30. I'm like, I'm over this. I am just going to start cooking dinner. And I did. I started cooking dinner, and I, I think I really just loved the reactions of my family members, and it was really exciting and fun for me to create something that they loved and was so easy for me. And then also I was we were eating dinner at a more reasonable hour. It was less chaotic, um, and I was having fun with it. It was something fun for me to do after school. I've always been a very creative person, uh, so doing anything with my hands, I just, I'm always moving like I can't sit still. Yeah, so that's kind of how I got started cooking, and I cooked all through middle school and high school. And then out of high school, I graduated high school early with an associate's degree. So I already had two years of college under my belt at 18. Wait, how did you do that as a side note? Through through community college. So I did it through um, Colorado Community College. And I took college courses for not only college credit, but also high school credit. Never been someone that's liked school. Just never liked sitting in a classroom. Just wasn't for me. And so I like breezed through it all as fast as I could. And then um, I started Happy Tarvest when I was 19. So I did a quick stint in L.A., like was going to go to fashion design school, was here for three months, and was like, nope, not going to do L.A., can't, nope, no, no, thank you. Wait, you had to tell me why, because here we sit in L.A. I know, I love L.A. now. I was 18 and young, and just, I was homesick, to be honest with you, so not sure what I was really doing, and just first time away from home, not living with my family, so it was just like a lot. And I think I just definitely just got homesick and turned my butt around. And um, you know what? Like, it was the best thing I ever did, though, because I started Half-Baked Harvest then. Like, kind of just because I was, one, because my mom encouraged me to. And two, because I was like, well, what else am I doing? I need to do something with my life. I better just do something. So I started Half-Baked Harvest. Not really sure. Thinking, like, definitely not thinking this is going to be a career or anything like that. I just started it. I think, you know, I needed something to do. So um, I did. I started Half Baked Harvest, and the rest is history. Never stopped working on it. I read on your blog that your mom is the one who really encouraged you to start it. Mm -hmm. Was she reading a lot of food blogs? Like, what even made her think? No, I was reading some food blogs, and not a lot, like just one or two, and I can't even remember what they were, just for to get some ideas, maybe like for recipes. And so I had been reading them for a few years, and you know, she's very. She's not like your typical mom. She's like up on all the cool things and knows what's happening and whatever. So we actually took out the domain name for Half-Baked Harvest when when I was 16 because we were talking about it years prior. And I just never did anything with it. You know, I had school, like was busy, didn't really have time to sit there and work on a blog or care to, I guess, either. So we already had the domain name and I was like, well, she was like, just just work on Half-Baked Harvest. So I did and I never stopped. You loved it instantly? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I can't even remember. I don't know what inspired me and encouraged me to post every single day and, like, what kept me going. But um, within the first year, I saw uh, some good feedback from, from readers and followers, and they were making recipes, and they were commenting on the blog. And I was like, wow, this is – that must have fed me, and I just kept going. Your recipes are delicious. I found you years ago – on Pinterest, I'm almost positive, just yeah. like searching for something. Sure. But what stands out immediately is the photography. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. 
It's amazing. Thank you. I try really hard. Like, it's like better than magazine photography. That's what I try for. You know, I like to make food look incredibly delicious. Um, I want every single photo to scream, eat me, because we eat with our eyes. And I think it's really important. I think that the food that you're eating should be presented in a delicious looking way. And I just, I think it's all about the experience. And I think that you, you see it first. And if it looks mouthwatering, you're going to get excited. You're going to want to make it. And that's the way food should be. And there's really no reason that good food shouldn't look good. So I try. So were you were just teaching yourself photography at the same time? Yeah. And I just learned really by doing it every single day, trial and error, Googling anything I didn't know about the camera or whatever. And that's really how I learn. I learn by doing, I don't learn by reading and like, I wish I read more. I'm not a very strong reader to be completely upfront and I really learn by doing. I really learn by putting, you know, things to, to into action and, and seeing them happen. That's how my brain works. Very visual. So yeah, I just, I, um, every single day, just keeping at it and every day kind of learning what my style was and slowly improving and seeing what worked for me. So, and Googling anything I didn't know. I'm a big Googler. Well, style is like when I was sort of, you know, researching, looking up a lot of stuff about you before we had this talk, I just wrote in my notebook, like all capital letters style, because you you have such a particular style and it actually goes with your food. Like it's like rich and warm and, you know, when when some of the trends went like super light and airy, Mm -hmm. you like doubled down on just like earthy, amazing, rich tones. I love that style. Thank you. I think that's food. Food should be cozy. You know, like, I mean, in the summer, in the spring, you'll see my recipes lighten up. You'll see the colors lighten up. You'll see a lighter vibe and you'll get hopefully my, what I try for is a lighter mood during those times of the year. But you know, right now it's maybe not in LA, but where I am, it's (laughs) definitely very cold and you want those cozier recipes. You want it to feel warm and inviting and, um, like, you know, just welcoming, like, oh, that's such a relaxing meal. I want to go and eat that with my family, my friends. And, you know, there's always a certain, I think that every single food, no matter what it is, kind of has an emotion with it. And there's obviously some like holiday meals that have more reasoning behind that and whatnot. But um, I think that food really can be, you want to feel the, you want to feel the tones of it. You want to feel like this is a cozy fall recipe or this is a lighter spring recipe, you know? Mm -hmm. So I try to make that I try to tell that story in the photo, which might not make sense to everyone, but I think that every photo does tell a story. So I try to do that through styling and and the food itself. So now, like the after you started the blog and the recipes and everything, it really blew up. And so now you have like a whole team. Well, it's like my family. As I, I'm slowly, I have, I actually, we we recently just hired outside of the family, which is. A whole new thing. But yeah, my family, though, is really the core Half-Baked Harvest team. My mom is such a big part of Half-Baked Harvest. She does all the back end of the blog. So the advertisements that you see, just helping upkeep it, make sure that it's running smoothly. Like, you know, with a blog, things just break randomly and you have to go and fix them. And there's coding and it's all this stuff that's just above my head. And she is a pro and she handles it all and she has her people that she works with on her end. Um, so she's a huge part and she's just a huge part of everything. So she's my, she's my everything. That's a big job. 
It's a very, very big job. Yeah. And then, um, funny enough, my dad quit his job a couple years ago and is working with us as well. He does um, a lot of the grunt work. So he does all my grocery shopping, cleaning, like just any little odds and ends that need a helping, fixing, prop shopping, all kinds of things. So just any little odds and ends. Some wouldn't think his role is that important, but it's actually so helpful and so important and saves me so much time. And then my younger brother Malachi does all of our video content, so he films, edits, and... Well, I was going to ask you about that because the videos are awesome. Yeah, Your he, brother does that? He films, edits, and creates all those videos for us. I mean, I'm the hands. Yeah. He's not cooking. Uh, I am still cooking. But yeah, he does all of that, and he's a pro. He totally, yeah. He's he's really he, his specialty is sports. He doesn't really want to be doing cooking, but he's gotten really good at cooking, and so that's amazing. And it's really easy to work with all of them, obviously. And um, it's 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 great. And my cousin is actually helping with social right now uh, for holiday season. That's it's so just insane. Great. And um, then I just hired an assistant, so it's it's a whole new. We're we're trying, you know. It's it's a lot. It's, it's like a family business, really. Well, I don't, I'm not a business girl. I'm learning as I go with, as I do with everything. But yeah, I'm slowly trying to, to build that and so that I can, you know, continue doing what I love to do and reach as many people as I'd love to be reaching and, and help them get recipes on the table. So tell me about the new book. I love it. I brought it with me so that you can sign Thank it for you. me, you please. You have both books I see. That's amazing. I did. I brought both so that you can sign both because yeah. I'm selfish like that. Oh. Um, tell me about Super Simple, though. Yeah, I Super Simple, I love it. It was really created it was cre- created because of the Happy Jars community and what their needs are. So I created this book with all the followers in mind and really they're very self-explanatory. It's super simple. So these recipes are um, recipes that you can make, you know, any day of the week, whether you're making a, you want to make a special breakfast or a quick breakfast or a, a family dinner or whatever, or you just need dinner on the table after work, which is what most people need. And it's, so these are 30 minute recipes or 10 ingredients and less or one skillet. Um, there's lots of slow cooker and instant pot, but the really cool thing about this book is that with all those slow cooker and instant pot recipes, I also provided directions for if you don't have that equipment as to how to do it on the stove or in the oven. I wanted to make the book as approachable and user-friendly as possible. So it's, it's a very approachable cookbook. The recipes are simple but delicious. They still have that like special touch that I really love to give every single recipe pantry staple ingredients, things you hopefully have on hand and know how to use and love to cook with. Yeah, I love that. I love that it serves an audience that, because when I first found you, I had little babies. I had little kids at home and I had more time on my hands. Like I could spend a long time making dinner Mm -hmm. if I wanted to or if I wanted to try something new. Well, my kids are a little bit older now and there's like sports and driving and blah and blah and like I need simple. Mm -hmm. In fact, I've gotten away from cooking in general because it was hard. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah. And so, but I want to eat better and I want to like what food does or, you know, being around the table. And in fact, one of my goals for the new year is to, you know, be more mindful of what I'm feeding myself, what I'm feeding my family, Mm -hmm. and it not just be like convenience, convenience, convenience all the time. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will help you. That definitely solves that problem. And I hope it solves that problem for a lot of people. Um, because I do think that, you know, I am not a health food blogger by any means, but I use real food. I use real ingredients. Um, I'm not afraid to use fats and butters and things like that, but I think that, you know, they're, they're, it's real food. It's, it's good food. And I use a lot of color, a lot of vegetables and, um, I just make it delicious. Yeah. 
I can't wait to try some of these out. I was flipping through it and I was like, oh yeah, oh yes. Oh, that's so good to hear. Okay, so my show is primarily about connection, connection with other people. And, you know, I really built a lot of the framework around that in us telling our stories and sharing, you know, our thoughts and feelings and listening and, and just connection because we get... Uh, so disconnected and then we get shy about how to rebuild a mm-hmm. connection or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's hard for people to just like say, Hey, it's very vulnerable to just be like, Hey, like I want to spend some time with you. I want to talk about this thing. Sure. Whatever. So that's kind of what the show is mainly, but I've always thought that there's like a lot of connection around food Yeah, and absolutely. around the table. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I think the food is a huge connector of people. Um, it's one of the reasons I love it so much. I think that we all come together to eat. And, you know, whether you're family or friends, you you want to come. You gather in the kitchen. Everybody gathers in the kitchen. And, you know, you come together. You share a meal together. You're sharing your stories, what happened during your day. Like, it's such a connector of people. And I think that food is kind of like the breaker. It helps relax. It helps create a relaxing environment and not be so stiff. Like, you're doing something while you're talking. And it just... It's a really nice icebreaker almost to enter in conversations that are deeper and more meaningful. So I think that that is why food is so special to people and why it connects a lot of people. You know, we go to dinner together. We have holiday meals together. We, you know, do coffee, whatever it is. I think it's a huge connector of people. Do you mostly cook alone? When I'm like cooking, working, cooking, yes. Like when I'm cooking for the blog and, um, you know, on Instagram and things like that, it's, it's typically just me and I'm like in a zone. But if I am doing anything like my family is around or we're doing a family dinner or friends, like there's people always in the kitchen. I'm making, I'm, I'm typically still just cooking because people just like to cook and then they, and then I, we talk and I make them cocktails and that's just sort of the way it goes. And they sit on the other side of the island and I'm on the other side cooking away, also making them cocktails. But that's just like the way it goes, at least in my family and with friends and things. But so yeah, if I'm cooking, but if I'm like work cooking, I'm, I'm typically alone. If I'm actually cooking you know, for a purpose for like a dinner or something, then I'm cooking purely with people crowding me in the kitchen. So you still cook for is is your family like all your siblings and everything? Are are they close mostly? Are you guys around? So I'm like neighbors with my parents. I literally am neighbors with my parents' house. Um, and my siblings were all spread out. I have some in California. I have one in Ohio, and so we're all pretty spread out. So nobody's really living at home except for my little sister, who's she eleven now. And so everybody else is out of the house, but I am next door neighbors with my parents, which is some people would hate, but it's really nice. And especially since we work together and there's so much food and it's, it's very convenient, but no, I'm not, I think you were going to ask me like if I'm cooking for them every night, I'm not cooking for them every night, but they do get a lot of food. So they don't, they still don't cook that much. Yeah. What do they think? What does your family think about how this is really like? become such an amazing thing for you. Oh, I mean, they, they're the most supportive family in the world, so they love it. And, and, you know, the thing about my family is we're not, like, traditional. We don't have, like, you know, my younger brother snowboards, my uh, older brother snowboards, and, like, we're all doing different things, and um, nobody has, like, that traditional aspect, like, life job and everything, except for my oldest brother. He He's a lawyer, and he has, like, a real job. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they think it's, they think it's great. They're, they're so excited and they love being a part of it. And I love having them a part of it. So yeah, so fun. that's so cool. Yeah. 
Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.